question. Yes. Uh-huh. Was uh, the gentleman a gigolo? No. The movie The Gentleman? What are you saying? No, no, no. Was the ma- Monsieur Gustave? Uh, Monsieur was Gustave. He, was he a gigolo? No. No, he, he was, was he was a he was a he was the uh He was he was the concierge with a lady with an appetite for the older ladies. Yes. Uh hi, I'm Elijah. I'm Ken, hello. And I am Lewis. Uh Tyler is being a lame face. <laughs> He's having to work like an adult. I, what a loser. See, I, don't ever question Tyler's random ass work schedule. <laughs> good point. Good oh, point. Maybe he's in love. Maybe he found love at the store. Love at the store. That would be nice. This is the love. That's, that's what it is. He found love at I the would store. Be happy for Tyler if he met a lady. Or even if it was at the place. We don't where judge he here. Uh, we don't judge at the poster men. So if he met whoever he, he met, met, whatever he met. A board, uh, <laughs> well, an igloo. Love, love <laughs> is love, my friend, and that is who you are. You are a love bear, Tyler. <laughs> you are a love bear, Tyler. Tyler historically has been into human ladies. You are the love bear. You love bear. You like ladies, Tyler. You are like a slow love sloth. Eh? Cug here. Slow love sloth. <laughs> the slow love sloth. Um, this summer on ABC. Tyler, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's trying to find love in all the wrong places. He's moving so slow, he's frigid. The love sloth. <laughs> While these girls are chasing their dreams, he's chasing some Z's. <laughs> From the creators of Rick and Morty come. The uh, love slot. Uh, From the poster man comes. Yeah, the love that's slot. a that's a good. Don't go. Don't go. Uh, give don't it go away give away my content. Sorry. It's, uh, I apologize. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a good show. <laughs> the love slot. The love slot. <laughs> the love slot. Soon we'll be <laughs> catching another nap. What? Uh, uh, Swinging in trees. <laughs> Finding the ladies. There we go. The love sloth. Uh, the movie we did was Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, yes. Ken, plot synopsis, cast list, and go. Oh, um. Ken. A writer encounters the owner of an aging high-class hotel who tells him of his early years serving as a lobby boy in the hotel's glorious years under an exceptional concierge. Tyler, if you don't put the sound in here, I'm going to smack you. Bah, Get bah, your bah, hands bah. off my lobby boy! <laughs> That's my favorite line in this whole movie. <laughs> I assure you, his visas his are in check. Uh, spoiler alert for the end of the movie, I didn't realize that that's what got him shot. What, his visas? No, his, his uh, he protected intervening, yeah. intervening for zero. For zero for his visas. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, gets him shot at the end of the movie. It's, it's spoiler alert. That, yeah. that, well, I have a, I have a note. It's, it's one of my last notes, actually, but... Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! Jumping right to the end of the movie before well, we hey, even do. Hey, could Tyler? This. Could Tyler even actually like just bleep us out? Like being like, <laughs> he just moved. He just moved. Like, he just moved yeah, like, to the end. Yeah, like spoiler alert. We just goes I, and then just Wait cuts us out. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Please tell us who who's is in it? who's in it. 
We'll just skip and the, what's we'll just this? wait for the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just take that entire part out, Tyler, move to the end. <laughs> or just take it out all, entirely. That would be fun. Whatever you want, Tyler. Um... <laughs> Starring Ralph Fiennes as Monsieur Gustave, uh, F. Murray Abraham as Mr. Mustafa, uh, Matthew, oh man, Matthew Amel, Amelric. Why are you reading Sergey X? Serge X. I'm reading from the top of the list down. We're never going to get to the bottom. We're never going to get to the role of cast if we're going to do that. Adrian Brody as Dimitri, Willem Dafoe as Joplin. The friend! Jeff Goldblum as Deputy Kovacs. I love Jeff Goldblum. Um, <laughs> what about Edward Norton? Uh, Edward Norton as Hankles. What about your boy Ghostbusters? Uh, that's, his, that's his boy. <laughs> Sir Ronan as Agatha. Uh, Bill, geez, they, Bill, they brought in the lobby boy yet. The, Bill, I, yeah, I know. Uh, Bill Murray as... There's a, there's a random... Uh, Tilda Swinton as Madame D... I can't believe that Leah Sadu is is credited above zero in this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Revolori as zero. AKA Wait. Flash Thompson. AKA Flash. Yeah. So this is this is the story. I had this thought. This is the story of how Voldemort taught Flash to be a bully. With the Hulk. <laughs> With the Hulk and the green and the green green goblin, yeah, and a, a Ghostbuster, Bond girl. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. She was a villain. Oh, and uh, Mission Impossible. She was a villain in Mission Impossible. Lea Sado. Uh, the French, the French that was uh, with Monsieur. Lea Sado. Yeah, she was in Mission Impossible. Yes. Hmm. No, 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 not Mission Impossible. You know, no Mission Impossible. It's with Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in Mission Impossible. I think it was the fourth you were, one. You were saying James Bond. I, I she isn't James Bond. She's she's Inspector. Yeah, she is Inspector. And she's going to be in No Time to Die. Uh, she is in No Time to Die. She's not in a. Uh... Oh yeah, she is. she's in Ghost Protocol. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I love Ghost Protocol. She we watched Ghost Protocol. She was in. <laughs> deal. She was in uh, 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 where is it? Blue is the warmest color. What was the? Uh, no, no, no. What is it? What no, was the? What no, was Zero's no. girl in? She's also from. Sure, Ronan. She's yeah. in a lot of stuff. Agatha, yeah. Well, Little Sir. Women. Oh, she was in a uh, Hannah. Yeah. yeah, she's Hannah. Oh my God, that's the that's the movie. We Death Stranding. For her. That's it. <laughs> Leah Sado was in Death Stranding. She was. That was a. Want to go back to Big Hannah. deal in certain <laughs> circles. And then you know who else was in here? Uh, one of the concierge was like, I'm pretty sure he was in a. Uh, Blacklisted, but I'm. Wasn't that what's that? He was also uh, in. Um, he played an. You're a, gonna have to. You're gonna played, have to. Get you gotta give me more than that. He played an Indian guy. No, in let's go old back. Age. Let's go to this oh, movie. We're uh, in this movie. movie. <laughs> Remember? Okay, I'm skipping way ahead here. <laughs> I just want to know who you're talking about. No, no, no. Let's get. Let's the go with the called, movie. The movie's called. We skip ahead. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Let's stay back on topic. Uh. The Grand Budapest Hotel is now a Disney movie. I really want a hotel that is called the Grand Budapest Hotel at Disneyland. I, 
I said, Fox Searchlight. Is this on movie on Disney Plus? Because I wa- I have it on Voodoo, so I just watch it on Voodoo. It's not on Disney Plus. It's not on Disney Plus. It's yeah. rated R. It won't be on Disney Plus. Oh, oh point. yeah, because they say <laughs> a lot point, of point. and there's nudity. Lots of f bombs. Yeah. Well, from by Adrian a... Brody. He dr- like he's Adrian Brody. Just oh, and hate Adrian. speech. And... Yeah. He just I shouldn't up. say hate speech. Uh, I mean, uh, it's some 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 slurs some, here. Some derogatory language, yeah. yes. Hitry yeah. and Brody. I forgot that he does that. And yeah, then it I, happened. I cracked and I was literally up when jarred. I heard it. I was like, whoa. Yeah, when he said that, and I was like, what? I was like, is this called for? <laughs> yeah. He he was a great, great actor in this movie. All of them are great. Everybody's great. The, the cast great. in this movie. The, 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 Who they picked was great. The Everything. cast in this movie is Jason so Schwartzman good. starts off as like the lazy the lazy concierge yeah and he, he, is, he plays that so well there is a flipping revolving door of characters of like I, I have it I have Tom it. Wilkinson There's... turns into Jude Law and they are in the movie for five minutes that's what, that's what I heard. in total no Tom Wilkinson's in it for maybe Tom, two yeah, Tom Wilkinson is is he provides the, the backing narration at the beginning and the end mm-hmm. and then he is yeah he has not five minutes of screen. How do you time. how do you think he how much money do you think he made in that? He probably uh, did it as a favor. Probably. I was gonna say probably not a lot of money. Oh. They probably just were like, "Did you have a free day? Here's a hundred bucks. Show up or something like that, or SAG or I mean, SAG he, stuff." But he, he probably he, gets paid. He, SAG he probably got paid. Yeah, but what is SAG? Screen, screen Actors, Actors Guild. Guild. Is it like uh, a union? Yes, yeah. it's the union of screen actors. Uh, union. So he's like the rock part of the union. If you're, uh, if you're, probably. if you're in the screen, if you're not in the Screen Actors Guild and you're an actor, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Anybody can get in it. No, well, you, have to, you, you have, have to, to you have to, you have to meet the qualifications that qualify you for these things. But yes, like I can't just apply for the Screen Actors Guild, or else I can then vote for the Screen Actors Guild awards. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I, I mean, tried to look up how to become a part of the Academy just so I could go to the Academy Awards. That is what does it. You have to be pretty... You have to do a lot of things. Yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, and the, the, the qualifications are... Uh, I, I have I have no real idea, but... Who gave you a toy? But... Who didn't take... Well, he just finished it. No. I know. Uh, who didn't take away his stuff? Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're qualified, like... For all of this stuff, you have to. There are hoops you have to jump through. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to have X number of credits and this and that and the other. It's, it's, there's bits and parts of that that I've gleaned from miscellaneous podcasts and interviews that I've yeah. listened to. Um, but the colors have already started, and this movie, the great colors in this movie, already started. And the movie just started. We are two minutes in, and I love the colors. Oh my gosh, this, the color scheme <laughs> in this is amazing. The filters I, that they use. I had forgotten at how like. Vibrant and saturated and so good. Neat the 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 colors and like nothing. It's all everything's purposefully done. Yeah, well, all and, and it. it's all like like none of it is quite the shade you expect it to be. Like the purple of their suits is just a little bit different. The orange on the walls is just, just a, a little, little bit. bit the different. very pink hotel in the middle the of the very pink hotel in the middle is of just light. a little bit like. <laughs> It stands out yeah. in every everything. which way. Like, everything in the scene, I feel like everything that is shot in the frame is meant to be where it is. Like, it's all placed and, oh, like, yeah. it's so... It just goes, like, I've never and seen such a color-savvy movie, you know? And it's so fast some of the time, and there's such detail in some of those shots that you could watch the movie at in half speed and still not catch it all. 
There's jokes, gags, and every and yeah, most stuff. It's all over the place. This is there, there's so much detail in this movie. It's not even funny. It's just so good. It's it's it. it we didn't mention who the director was. It's a, it is a Wes it's Anderson. a Wes Anderson. It's a Wes Anderson, and he joint. makes very interesting looking films and very all very like. What other movies has he made? Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. He did Isle of Dogs, which is oh uh, I love. And then he did a did he, he did he did Kubo right? No no. Oh. No, he did the Life Aquatic. He did Life he Aquatic. He did Royal Bombs. Darjeeling Limited. Knives oh, Out. Is Darjeeling Limited him? I think so. All right, is I Knives Out was... him or no? No. Um, I don't know. What did you say? That said, is Knives uh, Out him? No, Knives Out is not him. Uh, yeah, Darjeeling Limited. Uh, is that, yeah, director twenty credits. Yep. Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic. Darjeeling you remember, Limited. I see like what they look like on the Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, uh, Moonrise Kingdom is so fucking dope. Uh, the Grand a... Budapest Hotel, Isle of Dogs, and then there's the forthcoming French Dispatch. Everything, everything uh, else. French Dispatch looks, looks so good too. Everything else on this list is shorts. I'm so upset that movie got moved. Um, I don't. I'm not familiar with Moonrise Kingdom at all. Uh, uh, Moonrise Kingdom is is pretty yeah. good. You'd like Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. Uh, I have seen. I've, I've seen not... most of his stuff except for his early work. I have yeah, missed I most say, of his early I've work. I've not seen Bottle Rocket. I've yeah. seen bits and parts of Rushmore. What about Life Aquatic? I've seen the Life Aquatic. I've seen the Royal Tenenbaums. My sister, my big sister, went through a Wes Anderson phase uh, in her late teens. Early twenties. I think Maybe it might have been seen... her early twenties because it was my late teens. Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta have some acting chops to be in this in these movies. He he picks he picks good actors. And apparently he's uh, he's he's great to work. Apparently with, he's yeah. great to work with because um, Bill Murray signs on for all of the above. Bill Murray has been in. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Uh, been, yeah, Owen, Bill Murray and Owen, Owen, Owen Wilson. Really? Are, yeah. are in, you know, they're in. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, in this uh, movie, he was in it too? Steve Z. Sue, The Life Aquatic with Steve Z. Sue. Bill Murray is Steve Z. Sue. Oh, okay. And The Royal Tenenbaums. Has, uh. The Owen Wilson is in it one of with the ben principal Stella. Tenenbaums. And yeah. he recently Edward Norton's in most of his stuff too. That's yeah. why he's in Isle of Dogs. Ah. Uh, um, he's got. And Jeff Goldblum. Awesome. Jeff Goldblum has now just signed on and been like, "Yeah, bro, I love your shit. Let's do it." So Tilda Swinton too. Who's that? So, she's uh, in Isle of Dogs also. She's she's Madame D in okay in Grand Budapest. Ah, her okay. The Ancient One. She's in, the angel in uh, Constantine. Yes, yes, she is. She's gay. She really looks very ambiguous. Um, I like, so and she's also and in she, Burn at, Burn Burn Notice or Burn After Reading. She's also in that. She's uh, uh I don't remember. She's Bob Dylan in. The, I'm not there. Oh. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of ladies. Doesn't Kate Blanchett play? No, I Bob think it's Dylan just her. And Isn't Bob Dylan and I'm not there. I thought I'm not there was was just a bunch of. I know a female. Different. It was a bunch, but I think she, I thought she was the. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. I was getting her confused with Kate All right. Blanchett. My bad. But let's go to the movie. Um, but Tom Wilkinson turns into Jude Law. Do I buy it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't really, but that's okay. Um, that little boy with that dart gun standing. <laughs> don't like, you do that? That it's, but but like, after because but like the kid comes back in uh -huh. and sorry. it's sorry, <laughs> and they like resume, and the kid's standing behind him with the gun out and it, 
It's like, and the kid's wearing black and has this very, like, blank look on his face. I'm like, are you? And, and the gun, like, the dart gun looks like a, like, it's a scaled right for his, so it looks like a, like, th- th- this, like, it's shrunken down, so it looks like he's brandishing an actual firearm. It's, <laughs> it's like, this is, what? I'm sorry. What? And that's set in, like, the <laughs> 80s. Yeah, I think so. Like that, that, that flashback is, or not that, that the framing. It does really quick time like, jumps where I missed part of yeah, the time this, jumps. There are, there are this, this movie exists across three timelines. Timelines two. No three. Because we go to the starting timeline, which is a girl at the at the grave. Then we jump to Tom Wilkinson well, timeline. Wait, wait, who is the grave? Who's the girl, the girl in the grave? grave? That doesn't matter. The girl at the grave is reading the book. Yeah. Oh. Okay, and so we, so she's. So then the we grave. jump to the she's book. She's reading the book, so we then go into the book, and. That's a different the, timeline. The, the first, the, yeah, and that's like 1985 or something, and that's Tom Wilkinson, and then we flash back, back to, to Jude, Jude, Law. Jude Law in the 60s. And then we jump to, to the actual the, the timeline. Yeah, and, like and then we jumped, and then we jump to the old man that Jude Law is talking to, F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, Zero. and then Mr. Mustafa, Zero. and then he's go, and then we and go, we go back to his youth, which his, is like 1920. You know, was it 1925? I don't remember. No, because I feel like uh, he, I don't know. It was near World War Two. I, no, World War Two, World War One. Oh. It was more two than one. Yeah, I feel like it was. I feel like he was civilized. But it was like two. it was like pastiche two. It was pastiche World War Two. It wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was supposed to be like a local, sort of civil war, bit of unrest. At least that was the. That was how I felt about it. So, so it goes to the scene where Jude Law is eating lunch or something, or is he at, he's at the bar and he notices a strange guy. There we go, 1932. Okay. And there's like, so Jude Law, was it like Jude Law sees uh, Mr. Mustafa and he's like, who's that guy? Or yeah, well that that was yeah. He we'll get to that part. He goes and asks the, the we see the we meet the opposite of the soon to be introduced Mr. Gustav in Jason Schwartzman's character. Who's a, he's very lazy. He doesn't do his job. He's not attentive. Yeah. And then the exact opposite of Mr. Gustav, which is very attentive. Um, Zero meets the young author in the bath in the bathhouse, and then invites him to dinner. Seems very suspicious. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, he says, I, "I admire your work." Yeah. So he was Mr. Mustafa. Starts the conversation. Was mm. familiar with. Jude Law author's mm-hmm. uh, work. Yes, but Jason Schwartzman pointed out to Jude Law because he's like, "Who's that guy?" Because he's like, you start to recognize the people, but then you don't yeah, know. You don't talk to each other. There, you know? there, yeah. yeah the, 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 there's a whole bunch of exposition. Like the, 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 it's it's really, 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 really fast. And there's a, there's a handful of spots where it happens where they just like throw out sort of random nonsense detail. And what I mean by random nonsense detail is he talks about I was I went to the Grand Budapest Hotel to cure writer's block, but he has a different way to it's writer's block is what it is, mm-hmm. and we kind of know that, but he has a different way of saying it, and he was like, yeah, it was a psychological or I forget I, I, he doesn't use the yeah. word psychological, but he's like. It was a, it was sort of a fad yeah. thing to come down with at the time. And so the thing is, it's like so to cure essentially his writer's block, it's to listen to a story from somebody else. No, 
No, but, it doesn't cure it, but it helps no, them out. Well, Tom Wilkinson says, yeah. all of my great stories come to me. Like, I don't, you don't, as a writer, you don't create stuff yourself. You capture other stuff and recombine it. Yeah. And issue forth. I really like this idea in this movie because we've changed because we changed so many different settings. So your narrator could be an entirely different person than the actual narrator of the movie. Mm-hmm. But you're taking it on faith that you're getting your information from Zero, who then is getting it. But then you're filtering it through Jude Law. But then we some why we go to Tom Wilkinson is reading it to the girl. So your main so the person that's your actual narrator is the girl reading the book. Yeah, but the book is written by Tom Wilkinson, who's also Jude Law. So you're <laughs> who also is, who is getting the story directly from, story from zero. zero. So, but this is uh, they, but at the time of hearing, it was thirty years ago. Yeah, and then he was telling the history of somebody else. So he he's knew. also telling he, right, and yeah. zero is is uh, is really telling the story of Mister Gustav. Yeah. So it's all a narr- so it's all a narrator's point of view, but you don't know exactly which parts is. are which narrator. That's so trippy. So it's a very interesting thing as to how the imaginativeness of this movie goes, because it could be anyone's imagination or the story's imagination on how mm-hmm. anything goes in this movie. Yeah, because I'll, t- I'll speak about it later when we get to the cross keys section. That part could entirely be driven by a child's imagination of how that conversation on the phone went, oh. which is kind of zero. Zero is more a child than he is a an adult. An adult. So right. from the child's point of view, this entire underground covenant of I'm get get me this person. I got it. Nope, nope. Nope. Here we go. Here's another phone call, and then they all show up. Yeah, that's a very childlike thing of like these heroes come along and save the day. So that could be his part taking over, but then there's a, it's, it's, it's really interesting to think about. Oh, I like that. But there's a very interesting part in this scene where they're in the bathhouse. And for some reason, they're spraying a very large fat man down with a hose. And I was like, yeah, that was, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, why? Why? (laughs) Because he wanted to be in the scene. He was like, yo, Got- no, because there's somebody that starts screaming, and then we cut to the side. We they look to the side, and then they just see a guy, one of the one of the people yeah. working for the hotel, spraying a large man with a hose. I think it it speaks to these are the sorts of things that the rich, the the uh, hotel. These are the services that the hotel provides. Yeah, these are the things that the hotel employees do. These are the things that the people that come uh, here expect yeah. and want. And like if you're, and I think it was saying it that like to the to, opulence of yeah, the like, hotel. And back in the day, I assume that if you were heavier set and it was a sign of you're wealthy because you're eating, you have an abundance of food. Well, this is this is the Jude Law part. It's not we're not back yeah, in thirty two. That's in the beginning of the. Oh. It was in the beginning of the decay. Of yeah, the, we're in the we're in the sixties now. So gotcha. That's that 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 idea is a little bit off. But yes, that that is true for I think maybe I could get behind you if it was the thirties. Yeah. But maybe that was the idea. So that guy's older. He could have been an older guy. So maybe he wanted that. Yeah. And this older hotel offers it. Which back to the narrator part, I really enjoy. That's what that's what could also lead me to believe that most of the lobby people were not as extravagant as they all were, were. because we're getting it from a point of view of a child who is mysticized. Ah. so that's why all of it is like everyone's jump to and hop to and all and And everyone's clear and everyone's all concise 
And he's like, oh, and that's why in the modern in the modern hotel where he's that's older, why, yeah, there's, it's there's, so there's decrepit and it's like all updated. And he's like, you know, it is what it is. And he fixes the picture. And he's yeah. like, I gotcha. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to think about how the narrator could affect this nostalgia. Story. Yeah. Right. Well, and how? Yeah. There's a, there's an element of how reliable is the narrator? Yeah. And because we have four narrators, <laughs> it's very interesting to. Um, but now, Mr. Gustav meets Tilda Swinton's character. Tilda Swinton is in this movie for maybe three minutes. I discover through this part that he is an older ladies' man who likes the finer things in life. The real fine things. <laughs> and hates and hates that lady's fingernail color. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's ugly. <laughs> and they never really show what it is, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. What does he say? He, he said something about, like, it matches her teeth or some shit like that. Like, he said something... Like, um, I don't remember what he said. I think he said something when he sees it again. Yeah, he's casket. like, it matches, he goes, it it matches your eyes, eyes, I think yeah. is what it was. I think when in the casket, he pulls up the hands, ah, it, yeah. now it's great, it matches your eyes, and then drops the hand. And, right, he, and right then he was alive. like, he's like, whoever did your makeup? Huh. It's the best it's ever seen. You Stuck. look alive. Fabulous. <laughs> you look alive, you even look, when you were you dead. You look better than you have in years. You look alive. Yeah. We discover that she is fearful for her life. And she wants to run away with him. Yes, I love you. Thank you. And he's just like, uh, nah, this is just, this is hotel penis, not, not side. No, no, this is, this is only for here. Goodbye. He's like, man, man, please, tip now and leave, please. Please. No problems. Um, forget the cathedral. It's time for your interview. Now we meet and find out everything we need to know about Zero. Uh, going back to your, his, his, his reliability being potentially questionable or him being caught up in the in the the, the flurry and the grandeur of the grand budapest hotel mm -hmm. he we we learned that he is not especially educated yeah um you know he, we we learned we learned later in the movie that he is a you know war orphan and refugee so he you know education is not something that he's had a lot of access to so you know, being a lobby boy at a at an institution like the Grand Budapest would be a really you know it could be seen I guess you could say as a really good job because it's stable and consistent and comes with room and board. Oh yeah, and you know, meals. So, so it's all yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's, board. it's a, oh. yeah. So I have uh, three months working here. Ah, yes, put down zero. <laughs> Everything is zero. And then parents? Zero. zero. Family, yeah, zero. Oh, family, zero, yeah. Uh, a line that follows throughout the movie, Grand Budapest, it's an institution. Um, lobby boys should remain invisible, always invisible and unseen. And then, the, then it cuts to like a montage of him doing his job of like, just being like hiding people and just like doing things without them knowing and like yeah, well and it's stealthily like, doing and that's the like the point is like you are here to provide services so, for people before they know they need it. Yep. Like you, you, you need to, to be, be a mind reader. You need to be on top of you your need game to be ready for anything. At any time, not not. It's playing a game of chess. No, but it's really what it is. But that's what he's no, telling him. Like with like, as soon as these customers come in, you should know their habits. 
Yeah. Then we find out about uh, Gustav's taste in women. And then we pause for a moment and cut back to our first cutback from the story to the table for one question and one question alone, which is hilarious. Because he says so many things about not, doesn't ask why older, what doesn't ask anything, but why blonde? And the response is, because they, they all were. were. <laughs> um, then we meet Jeff Goldblum as Jeff and Deputy... Someone else. Deputy Kovacs. Okay. He's the lawyer. Yeah. He is the lawyer. I just love how he always has to put Deputy Deputy Kovax whenever he's being referred to in the, by zero. He's like, Deputy Kovax? <laughs> That's just how a kid would remember it. Yeah. You're right. It's... it's, it's, it's yeah, the more you want, like... After the, like, I don't know how many times I've watched this movie. But it, it finally came to me, like, I was like, wait a minute. We're getting four different narrators at the start of this movie. We're showing you that you're getting four different people that have read, that is reading the story, Back. hearing the story. Yeah. So we're getting four different people's possible interpretations of what's happening. Or <laughs> it's just one girl's imagining of the whole the thing. Yeah. What happens if she can't even read? She's just looking at the page. She's just looking at the page and you be like, shit, she's just, like, she's just like, there's a pretty pink hotel. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, she's, no, she's just like, she's just, like, yeah, she's like, oh, I'm making this up. Like, I don't know how to read. She could that be could like, be why the hotel's pink if uh, if you go back to, if you go to the theory. She's a, she's a kid. She's just like, ah, you know what I mean? Kids make up crazy stories all the time. You're right. Um, we see Mendel's and we meet Agatha, which we won't talk about. Because that's how that starts when we meet Agatha. Oh, yeah. Who's Mendel? Mendel's is the candy place. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, even just Where the, Agatha worked. The, the designs. Yeah, the, the, the bakery. The, 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 the designs Compliments of the Mendel's. Compliments of Mendel's. puts it from the That's my favorite dude. Because really, he just looks at the candy box. With... I want to try some of those cakes, to be honest. When I see, every time I've seen those, like the pastries just look, I was like, wow. What would it taste like? Would it be fluffy? Would it be like moist? Not to not to jump ahead too, but to since we're talking about Mendel's, my favorite part is like when they're when he's showing the guards are chopping all the food, and then they get to the Mendel's box, he opens it, and he just like looks at it, uh, the and balls, then just slides it aside, yeah, and then just keeps chopping well, the, the balls. The balls on her to be like, yeah, I'm sending these types of cookies. It literally, <laughs> it they literally look like the tools, and that they just have a yeah, stack and, of cake on and it, and the fact that it's that it's. Hammer shaped cookie cakes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't cut it, but then he gets a sausage and he's like, because <laughs> he was or like, a block of cheese. He, that probably, he, he probably thought it was funny. He's like, he's like, yo, fucking this really? Like, you gonna get out with this? You can't, you can't mess up art. It's because right, it was that's just it. It was because she was so skilled and they looked so good. He couldn't mm. bring himself to, to destroy, destroy such beauty. We must go to her now. We get the backdrop of the war. Oh yeah, because they have to. They they have to. Apparently, they have to like cross a border. Yeah, yeah. They have to. They have to cross something to get um, anywhere. Apparently, now in this. Yeah, well, it's it's unclear what the border. Like, if it's a regional border or if it's a. I think I think I might I think I might have gone like, to a different country. Like they, they cross superficially from Bosnia to Kazakhstan, into, from France into Germany, or Kazakhstan. Germany into France. It's or, a real place. I know. You, no, you're 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 right. I don't know that your geography. Is I don't think point, your geography but, is right. Um, <laughs> that's that's okay. Uh, one I feel has more snow. One I feel like has the. Hunt. But uh, um, and, but, the but thing and this is like the geography of this movie feeds actually into my note a little bit. I have a 
like everybody just uses their natural speaking voice in this yeah. movie. Yeah. They don't try and like like Ralph Fiennes is sounds proper and British and uh, and Ralph Fiennes uh, <laughs> and uh, Zero uh, sounds who's uh, Tony sounds like an like an American kid. Yeah, and it's great. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, like I, I Edward have, Norton yeah, sounds and, like Edward and, Norton, like and, how and he Saoirse, was. Saoirse Ronan uses her native. Uh, oh, Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, cool. <laughs> like and so, like Leia, Leia pseudo speaks French. Willem so. Dafoe. Willem Dafoe just talking the way. Willem he Dafoe just, just talks like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Adrian Brody just you know being him. <laughs> loud and racist. <laughs> uh, but so but, here's the question that I have though on the train. Does it imply that? Uh, Voldemort banged Ralph Edward ra- banged Edward Norton's mom I'm led to believe that, <laughs> that, that is, how's your dear is, mother <laughs> I, I, I think that would not be it would shock me <laughs> I it doesn't say it I think you could I think you could draw that conclusion I don't think you'd be wrong to draw that conclusion necessarily <laughs> But I also think he could also be genuinely thankful, be like, like being genuinely concerned but, about this lady and saying... Because he cares about everybody. You're right. saying, yeah. your mom is lovely. Send her my love. Like, yeah, but you know her, what I mean? Tell but her like, that, that but, I, I uh, appreciate But he's spoken a lot, but he he was a flirt. And absolutely. he would speak in innuendos well, all the oh, time. Absolutely. So, Which is... That's what I but, mean. But like, just because he spoke in innuendo and flirted, he flirted with Agatha and innuendo galore. Yeah, but, and then you can hear, and then you can hear but, Zero be like, "Stop flirting with her, bro." Right. So, but just because he, but he never banged her. So just because he was flirting, doesn't mean he was. We used we, to we work with know. a gentleman called Brad who flirted with everything with two legs. <laughs> he did. But everything with two legs. But the problem. He flirted is, with it. But the problem is. Didn't bang, but was was actually a but, shockingly chased dude. But but you really but just say bang the bomb. But 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 the problem is the would pro- flirt with everybody. But the problem Hi, Brad, is, if you it's, listen. but it's it's Hi, through the you. it's through the the viewpoint of a child. You know it what might I mean? be we don't know who exactly it, is. it could be because zero you know we're through zero's point of view so like. He could but, have actually been being like, yeah. See, to call Zero you know, a child you don't is th- a little you bit... You don't think Zero would have... Is I a little bit Zero... mean, or is a little bit oversimplified, because... He's more teenager. He's, he's old enough... Adolescent. He's old enough to be... He had to grow in up. A, in he a romantic a... relationship. He's old enough to be engaged to be married. Uh, I mean, I thought he was playing like... I thought he was... But... I, I think... Realistically, he is in his late teens. Yeah. 16? Um, 16, 17, 18. I, I would... I doubt that he is in his 20s. But you also... Maybe as young as 14? I was thinking maybe like 7. Starting him out young. Uh, but it's, it is unclear how old Zero is, is the moral of that story. Um, but... But the but the the idea that leads me to believe that I agree with Lewis is before the they even stop they're talking about the lady that just passed away and he res- responds she was dynamite in the sack and Zero responds she was eighty four <laughs> so that's what leads me to believe that, that he fucked probably maybe 
The confidence of being like, yeah, man, you were a kid, well, I fucked your mom, I made her happy at this hotel. Well, Please he also save. hoped it, no, but, but, but at the end of the day, it wasn't about his mom, it was about hey, what he did with him. Yeah, well, he said, you took care of me, you so took he could care take of it. Him, yeah. yeah, which I'm pretty sure he was doing for his mom, you know what I mean? No, like, he was doing that not, to all of them. Uh, you see, the, the implication is, and, and the end of the movie bears this out, um... That he was uh, he was a trustworthy that, individual. That, he wasn't shady about Mr. stuff. Mr. Gustav was a genuinely decent human being. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, he it, had his proclivities. He had his idiosyncrasies. Yeah. But, but in all, all in all, he, was he tried to be a genuinely decent, compassionate, he, loving human being. Yeah, you're right. He, uh, a weird a weird role model. You know what I mean? Like a rough role model. Yes, he's an interesting role model. Um. <laughs> Now we get my favorite line, which is "Take your hands off my lobby boy." We enter Edward Norton, aka Hinkles, Detective Hinkles. Detective Hinkles. Um, Cue in scene. That made us a Bond girl. They thought we wouldn't notice, but I did. Um, I don't remember her being a Bond girl. Yeah, she's uh inspect. She's the she's the girlfriend inspector, and then she. Comes back in No Time to Die. She's one of the few Bond girls to make a return. Because usually they get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like I said, she was in Mission Impossible. You did. Ghost Protocol. <laughs> She's also in Blue is the Warmest Color. I, I didn't. Is she blue? No, that's Vanessa she Hudgens. She has blue hair. Oh. Is it Vanessa Hudgens in that? No. It's a foreign language film. Oh. Vanessa Hudgens? <laughs> Monte Carlo? <laughs> yeah, uh, Vanessa. I, I'm sorry. Vanessa Hudgens was in some sort of sucker punch. Was in a <laughs> it was in a similar lesbiany. Because isn't the the color blue about like a lesbian blue, lady? Blue is the warmest color. Yes, it's about uh, lesbian. Yeah, romance. it's about a lesbian yeah. romantic relationship. Yes. yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Vanessa Hudgens was, I'm was in a sure movie. That didn't happen, but I'm gonna look that up after uh, I read I my can, next. Here, note. hang on. I can. Um, Yeah, she's not in that movie. He's not, t- I mean, not in Blue is the Warmest Color. I knew she wasn't in that movie. What movie were you looking he, for? He doesn't know the name. He just knows that she was in a lesbian movie. That's what he's saying. Oh, for the love of Pete. It was <laughs> called, like, Love or something. No, I'm going to gamble no. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Love. <laughs> Bro, if, I, if, I'm love <laughs> if I'm red. She was in High School Musical 3. That's Sp- the- Spring Breakers. Band Slam. Um, uh, no. All right, all right. I've reached High School Musical two, and I'm gonna call it a day. I'm gonna say, say no. Spring Breakers maybe could have been. <laughs> tick tick boom. I'm gonna the c- princess switch switched again. <laughs> oh, God. All right. She's all right. in Bad Boys for Life. She's bad, in bad Boys for Life. Um. She's one of the other cops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, where was I? I had to pick up my phone. And I lost my I'm spot. I'm sorry. Damn it, you. Uh, all right. Uh, Gusto get- gets the boy with the apple painting. Uh, Adrian Brody is pissed. <laughs> well, no, no. Adrian Brody doesn't know that the painting is taken yet. No, he doesn't know the painting's taken, but he was given the uh, painting. Yeah, and then Adrian Brody is pissed. still pissed. Yeah, and then he calls him the F bomb. And then my, another one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie that I laugh every time happens, and I forgot it happens, and then it happened, and then I was like so happy. <laughs> so ex- it was describe like, the scene, please. I have written down. Adrian Brody punches Gustav. Zero punches Adrian. <laughs> zero Brody. punches Adrian Brody. Walt Defoe punches him. Punches good punches him. Punches zero. And then, and then all goes close. Down. But it's like it's it's such a long fight because just like. Whoosh, whoosh, 
Ooh. And they fall down. And then one guy looks up, punches another guy, then he falls down, and then the other guy looks, punches in the face. It's so good. But but then like but then my another one of my favorite scenes in that scene. Well, one of my favorite lines in that scene is uh when he insults Mister uh Mister Gustav. Is that his name? Yeah. And uh, he calls him this, and he's like, "How can I be this if I'm gay?" And he's, like, gay. And he's like, "He's like, you're bi. <laughs> that doesn't matter." And I was, uh, and, uh, yeah. He was like, "He was like, and you were totally effing my mom, weren't yeah, you?" Yeah. And he's like, "How and can I do that if I'm gay?" And he's like, "Wait, I thought I was supposed to be homosexual." <laughs> and he's like, "You're bisexual. Never mind." <laughs> You are, but you're bisexual. I have that written down. <laughs> uh, that scene was so funny. That's because Mr. That's because Ralph so Fiennes just like Mr. Gustav is just so like innocent. I feel like as is the way I want to put it because he's just honest. Yeah. Like he tells it how it is. Like he doesn't sugarcoat stuff. Yeah. He he tells the lady that he doesn't like her fingernails, and he just is yeah. just about Fiennes. Like, how could I be? How could I be gay if? I banged your mom. <laughs> ah, you're by. Whatever. Um, I found it in the quotes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Dimitri says, "If I learn you ever once laid a finger on my mother's body, living or dead, I swear to God, I'll cut your throat." You hear me? Mr. Gustav responds with, "I thought I was supposed to be a fucking faggot." <laughs> Dimitri responds with, "You are, but you're bisexual." <laughs> So good. That's such a good line. The dialogue. Oh. Uh, now we get the swap paintings. Yeah, why? That Did, was a. That was Zero a... drinking milk? Yes, he yeah. drinks milk most of the time whenever he's offered a drink. Calcium. Um. Oh, wrap this up. How is it that, like, this entire time when they wrap. You know, he puts the letter. He puts the letter. Yeah, but have the real info is hidden by the, by the French, by the French guy in the letter in the painting. Exactly. But then when they're on the train and they're looking at it, you know what I mean? Because he's like, "Do I look?" Because he doesn't like look at the back painting. of it. So they never look at the back. You don't think they were at at one point? Because he like, left the paper on the side of it. If you looked at the side, he left the paper on the side of it. So all he did was open the front to look at the front of the painting. Oh. That's why when the tear up. happens in the back, because it's still wrapped up when they put it away. Gotcha. Okay. So they never look at the back of the painting. I mean, the dude's artwork is useless except for that one. <laughs> boy with apple. Don't, don't I look like the boy with apple? <laughs> you do. Um, Zero becomes Gustav's heir and gets everything when he dies, which will play in later. 10%. <laughs> that's the most... <laughs> what do you say? That's like... That's like uh, finder's fee. That's like finder's fee money. That's he... the finder's fee for the for the artist. I'm gonna pay. Yeah. He's like, you're not worth more than that. He wouldn't have paid him like point one percent. Yeah. One point five. Oh, one point five. One point five percent. Let's see. You know, of a you know, they say the well, they say the price the the, the, the painting is priceless, but then they say it's worth millions, but then they say it's worth five thousand. That's what I mean. So a kid's point now, of view of not knowing money. Uh, it's all over the place. To jump to near the end of the movie again, because we're talking about this painting and the price. So the painting is still hanging in the in the hotel when they go when he goes back there to get the keys for Jude Law. Yeah, right. and himself. So he turns the painting. So it's in the but the hotel's in financial strife, but the painting is still there. So I'm like, they could have sold the painting to get the money to save yeah, the hotel. But why why save a hotel that's dying? 
Well, he's he, I, he's trying he to live in nostalgia because yeah. that was his wife's. He had the best memories of his wife in yeah, that hotel, and that's why that, he wanted. But if, but if Zero wants to save the hotel, that's a way to save the hotel. But I think she he also doesn't want to give up that memory either. Realistically, functionally, practically, if there was enough side, because you know there was there was this va- there was more than the fortune that he inherited was more than the Grand Budapest. Mm-hmm. Realistically, there would have been enough money coming in to funnel into the Grand Budapest to keep it running. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have like it's not like he was completely destitute. There's a lot at the there end were, of the there movie was, that there were missed. other there were other revenue streams mm-hmm. available, which is probably why the Grand Budapest lasted as long as it did. But uh, because Jude Law references, he gave up his millions and millions to. Oh, you're to right. Say, yeah. To to save the hotel. To buy he went a from failing, being the, right. buy a failing cause, hotel. Because he was saying like he was one of the richest men in the world, yeah. to now just being like nobody. Because remember the guys like right. he had a fall from grace or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, it's because it's because the, the 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 regime changed. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. No, you're right. I'd forgotten that. You are absolutely correct. Because the, they reference because because the, there's a lot that happens near the end where they reference what happened to his money. And yeah, and there again, it's it's. Not exactly mumbo jumbo, but it's it it, it said so fast yeah. with you know just this is this this movie is super snappy. It's quick, super snappy. Bad spots, not all the time. Sometimes no. it's yeah, it's, it's, it's delightful and it lingers and it's and it's heartfelt and wonderful. But sometimes it's it's moving. It don't it don't mess around. Um, Next scene. You think I did it? And because the because the, the cops show up at the hotel and he's like, "You guys think I did it?" And then he runs. Oh like, yeah, that, that was a great. Prove, not prove that you didn't do it. <laughs> and then he ends up in jail. And then I said, "I beat the shit out of Pinky." <laughs> you can't, you can't be a candy ass in jail. Yeah, if there's know? anything the Penny Dreadfuls have taught us, <laughs> it's can't be a candy ass. Can't be a candy ass. Zero. <laughs> he just stands there and says that to him. That's just so it's funny. Like, what happened to you, Mister Gustav? Oh, I beat up Pinky. <laughs> you gotta lay your dominance, Zero. You can't be a candy ass. <laughs> which, which also. Now that we're in the prison scene, I like the breakout scene, but then now it makes that extravagant, unrealistic breakout scene make so much sense now that I've seen it through the, seen eyes, it through of the eyes of four narrators as to why it is so outlandish. The guy who was... Because the- literally they're like scaling the top of, yeah. but, of guards. But, but like, so before that... But yeah, I'm he, going before that. I just... Yeah, I was going to say, no, no, no. Well, just before the scaling of the guys, like the team leader... He was a uh, Harvey Keitel. Yeah, he's also in Quentin Tarantino movies. Yes, mm-hmm. he's in Reservoir Dogs at least. Is does he do like was he like really big back in the day, or like uh, you know what I mean? Or has he just been one of those guys that's like talking about of, back in the day? This movie was made like three years ago. No, well, just him in general. Like I feel like I don't I, see him in many movies now. Is what I'm saying. Or like, I think Harvey Harvey Keitel like, is in consi- a bunch of. Uh, Gangster movies, would you monster consi- movies. Uh, would he be considered an A-lister? Is what I'm saying. Like, would he be considered Harvey a- Keitel? Yeah, I don't know. Not now. No. Uh, Not when this movie was made. No. <laughs> really, Harvey Keitel, I would believe, is a very 
Look, it's Harvey Keitel. I, I really like Harvey Keitel. I think Harvey Keitel elevates yeah. just about everything I've ever seen I think he's so cool. In. I think he's oh, yeah. a bad... Harvey Keitel's cool. Uh, I'm, yeah, but in, I'm just saying he's very much he's in Bill Murray now. Whereas it's very cool to see Bill Murray. Yeah. But Bill Murray is not at the Bill Murray peak that he was. Like, uh, Bill Murray is not making well, Scrooge. He's not making Groundhog's Day. He's not making Ghostbusters. Bill Murray shows up and goes... It's Bill Murray, Bill and then Murray he vanishes is, away. Into... Is, like, is a little bit like Jeff Goldblum in that he has been oh, in the pop culture for yeah. so long and done so many idiosyncratic things that he has become a pop culture phenomenon while still alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 crap! Why can't I think of his name? What was Why can't I think the of Rock. his name? Why can't I think of his name? Uh, uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, I'm gonna, no, uh, voice of Donkey. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is also a little bit in that where he is not as big this, as he used to be. Right. Yeah. His but like like, but he's been in so much stuff that he's this pop culture icon, but still around and still able to be in things. Like Steven fucking Seagal. Yes. Uh, leads all this leads um, back to China salesman. This whole this is called Grand Budapest Hotel. China salesman. Uh, Harvey Keitel was cr- quite prolific in the late eighties, early nineties. We're talking three and four movies a year. Jeez, if it years stopped more, at that, yeah. uh, ninety-four about so long too. Yeah, this is this is. So he was big. He's a busy boy. He was. I I think Harvey Keitel realistically. Unless you have seen him in stuff that you're like, oh, it's Harvey Keitel, and and gone out of your way to look at who he is, he's a that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo is one of my favorite go-to that guys. Colin Hanks. No, no, uh, who's Delroy? Who, please, who's that? Del, like, Delroy Lindo, you will... Have you seen The Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage? Yes. He is... His brother? His little brother? No, he. that's that's Jesus. Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Don't, don't. Uh, Delroy Lindo is the cop. Is the is the 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 police the, the cop the detective that's oh Boston Legal. Yes, yes. <laughs> now that you mention it, Boston Legal, bro. Uh, also, uh, Chicago PD, Chicago something. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. He's he's one of my first. That I I I came I came to be. He's familiar. in the remake of Point Break. <laughs> I, I, I came to be familiar with the Del- Shield. That's why he was in. With he was Delroy in the Lindo He's because in the of Broken Arrow. Gotcha. He's my favorite character in Broken Arrow. I know who you're talking about now. Uh, the other black guy was in Boston Legal. Yes, that's who I was thinking about. That guy's in the Shield. This guy. The, guy, the guys uh, who like Romeo must die. <laughs> and gone um, in sixty seconds. But you know who also is in his but, one partner. Congo. His, his, his former partner who gets his little brother into the job. He, he plays the assistant coach in Remember the Titans. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That guy always... He's a that, he's a he's that, that guy, guy for me. Yeah. I, I know it's exactly who you're talking guy. about. Hey, it's that guy. <laughs> Speaking of that guy. No, never that mind. Guy. We'll, we'll get into that later. It's uh, that guy. <laughs> They're that guy. But Followed by the love sloth is that guy. It's that guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like I said, I, I think I really like Harvey Keitel. I think he is in. He elevates anything that he is in, in my opinion. Um, who's got the throat slitter? 
and now this movie becomes an escape film. Um, also, he's the only one, I feel like, in the movie that tries to talk in an accent. Who? Harvey Cattell? Yeah. No, it's just no, how Harvey Cattell talks. No, okay. Is that really how he yeah, talks? Yeah, Harvey Cattell talks. Because I felt like yeah, in his uh, other movies, watch, he's... Watch he's Life very... on Mars. He's, he's, that's his, that's that's his, his real voice. voice. Oh, okay. He puts on voices. Speaking it's of... like Karen Gillan is extremely Scottish. <laughs> Who's... Karen Gillan is Nebula. Uh, Nebula. She is... Uh... Amelia Pond in Doctor Who. Oh, is, uh... in uh, the new Jungle Book. Jumanji. Yeah, there yes, she's Ruby Ratnouse in Jumanji. Yeah. Hey, yes. She's extremely Scottish. She is very, very Scottish. Uh, a, oh, she she put... sounds like groundskeeper Willie, Scottish. <laughs> you want groundskeeper Willie? It's, it's not quite that bad, but all no, knows. it's not. But it's very Scottish because groundskeeper Willie is kind of a caricature. Mm-hmm. Um, boy. But. Ah. <laughs> Um, but now we meet Agatha. Agatha from A to Z, I've written down. Because zero to Agatha. Agatha to zero. I thought that was really yeah, cute. Yeah, that was cute. And there again, that's a that's a cute little detail that if you're not... You miss. About it. And he, and he, he, he they pause the meal. He has to pause the meal and put his stuff down to decide if he's going to tell about yeah. Agatha or not. Yeah, just, and then he realizes he oh, can't yeah, leave he her out the, of the story. He the, yeah, yeah. He, he ties. He's like, you know, if I talk about Agatha... Yeah, he starts to cry yeah. a little bit, and uh, and then I have the is he flirting with you? Yes. <laughs> was that after he got out, or was that like a different? No, it was, was, it was in his before, No, it was before because he doesn't want to talk about Agatha, so mm-hmm. he leaves everything about Agatha out. So we have to go back to the start of the movie, where we get to Mendel's. Mm. And then he picks up candy from the Mendel's candy place, and we're assuming he met Agatha that way. Yeah, yeah, but then that part yeah, where he says, she "Is she fl- is he flirting with that you?" That was before. That's the, it's that's all later. The, that's all in the future. That's no, later. that's also in that. That's also that's in the beginning. It's no, it's because uh, he does it later too. He does it later and in the beginning. Yeah, like when, because I'm okay. He does Cause, it twice. Because because there's a scene where he talks about he yeah yeah he does it's a scene where. He, uh, he's in jail, cause right, cause he's in jail, cause he's using Agatha to get them out of get jail. Get the tools, yeah. Yeah. So in that scene, that's where we're describing who Agatha is. Exactly. And so that and part where he says, "Is he, flirt- to, is he yeah. flirting with you?" Is that him when he's already broken out of jail and talking to Agatha, or is that in his imagination being like, "You're writing this letter to me about Agatha"? No, it's it's because it's that happened before. Because we all we ignored every Agatha thing from before all this stuff before they break out of jail yeah because he didn't want to talk about agatha okay and now he's decided that he has to talk about agatha okay so he's going, so he's back, going back and filling and, in the gaps how, of the story okay and how they got the tools to get out to then to, to then why this girl is doing this to and get then him meeting and then him him meeting agatha and then like okay so he's already out of jail meeting agatha talking to her and he that's had met her too. before he went into jail okay yeah before he went into jail he had met agatha yeah. Because he approved of the relationship. Yeah. Gotcha. He was sort so of he... being de facto, like, dead uncle big brother type. Gotcha. Because okay, they, they met you. in the back room of the hotel. Yeah, in and the then back that's where, that's where the uh, that's the where he asked if he was flirting with him. And then he's, because they, they, he brings out the, fly, the, the like, vase of flowers that, that lays down that's like a size of a baby coffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he gives her a, a locket and a, mm-hmm. or like a brooch and a, and a, and a, yeah. <laughs> and a whole bunch of individually wrapped. I wonder how much Zero was making. White roses. Um, not much. Not much. 
so then so then now we know why Agatha's going to make the tools out with the candy and that's where the candy tools comes in that scene that you love so much where yeah I... that's that's that part shh, yeah shh, 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 um, the missing document comes up with uh, Deputy Koufax. He brings up a document is missing. His cat getting chucked out the window. And then another great scene, which is the cat just gets chucked uh, out the window. Did he did throw he, it? Did, did he, he just throw, throw my cat, cat out the, the window? window? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the, <laughs> the sister. No, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think so. Looks out, dead cat. <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> then he has a coat check and he gets it and says dead cat. <laughs> and then he sees him through the. Through the, the window of the bus and waves at him. <laughs> Defoe tosses Cat out the window. Great sequence. Because Adrian Brody walks out the room. Willem Defoe just looks at him, chucks the cat out the window, and walks out the door. You never suspected that to happen. They're savages. <laughs> that just is proof that Willem Defoe is uh, crazy. You think you think that was a... Uh, you think he actually tried... He's a sociopath. You think that was uh, ad-libbed? No. No. <laughs> they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have made him hold the cat if they weren't going to chuck the cat out the window. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, there was too much continuing on from that. They wouldn't have. I mean, I guess they could have conjured from nowhere the splattered cat and the cat in a bag mm -hmm. and all that, but that would have been a significant amount of ad libbing and and stuff that I like I guess they could have said well we're gonna do Thursday scenes on Wednesday so that we can come back and shoot now we gotta we, clean up cause, the cat cause we need to we need to make a we need to make a cat splatter and whatever like possible yes likely no I feel like it was it was there um Agatha finds out about the painting now we get the um Giant Willem chase scene with Willem Dafoe and Deputy Koufax in the museum. Uh -huh. My favorite part of that entire gag is Will is uh, Jeff Goldblum as as uh, Deputy Koufax walks into the thing. It says fourteen minutes to close, and then Willem Dafoe walks in. It says thirteen minutes to close. <laughs> yeah. So I, that I meant like that the, the guy got up, changed the thing to say three, sat back down, <laughs> and then we'll do it again in the next minute. <laughs> and then. Kills Small him and takes details. his fingers. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was soon pretty intense. Someone, soon someone loses their fingers. I remembered the fingers getting chopped off, but I couldn't remember the circumstances under which the the fingers got lost until it happened. I was like, "Oh, that's what happens." Willem Dafoe's got really nice uh, those what? rings. Yeah. yeah, like what do they call them? Like when they're all a lot, like they're all aligned. You're talking about brass knuckles? Yeah, like they look like those rings look like brass knuckles, but just like real fine. You know what oh, I mean? Like, like real rings. Like yeah, but like yeah, no, they they're were still, just they, they weren't brass knuckles. No, they no, were, no, no. brass knuckles is one is one is one uh, big giant metal piece. Yeah, it almost where you looked can't like move it. your hand. Yeah, because it just keeps you in the knuckle thing. Gotcha. Like if I like if I had brass knuckles, it would be stuck like this, and I could just punch you all day and call it a day. Oh god. Um. Zero's had enough of him talking because we did the escape. I have the escape scene. Uh, so Joplin just killed the lawyer. Jailbreak in progress. <laughs> uh, so the escape route, route takes them through the guard barracks. 
Oh, I, yeah, I skipped that part. That's right. Because I was like, wait a minute, why am I Metro talking? And I was like, oh, he's had enough of his talking, so he brings up his dead parents died in the war. Because he's because they get out, and then... They kill the... Then Gustav's just upset about everything that he did. He's like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? It's because you're an immigrant, and a loser, uh, the, this, that, this, and those. And then he's like, no, I am a... I am a... Yeah, he's, he's like, no, my parents were killed in the war. Yeah. Like, oh, why did you even come to this country? That was the question. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you come to this question? He's like, because of the war, they killed my parents, burnt my village, village to the ground. Survivors had to leave. We didn't have another choice. He's like, so I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, the escape through the... Yeah, the, 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 I, I, I like the the idea that this is the imagined mm-hmm. route that the that the escape took. So like the ladder they, is ridiculous. They well like yeah like the whole thing like they they dig down they tunnel down through the floor, which gets them into this big wide open space that they then run down through, and they then get to a window and they climb down the window, which gets them to like the bottom layer of the the bottom the bottommost floor of yeah. the of the uh, prison, and then they have to sneak through the guards' barracks to get to the sewers to actually escape. Which, which it's is absurd and ridiculous and ridiculous and absurd. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Well, exactly. But it's fine. Yeah. But I was gonna say, like, that man would have had to, like, did he walk somewhere where he could remember the map and draw it out, or do you think he had walked some of the, like, walked the entire? prison out to remember to draw that map because remember they were like here's the map behind this and you're like who drew this exactly oh great (laughs) this is lovely (laughs) yeah you know what i mean and so did you know that's why i think like it's definitely made from the eyes of a kid when you're saying that now it makes a lot of sense for it to be so crazy because it's like all right like how did this dude get this map you know what i mean like maybe it was a lot definitely through the eyes of somebody else telling this side of the story they're making they're hyping it up because i feel like it should have been way easier to get out of that yeah it also could have been a thank you my friend (laughs) <laughs> You're the sweetest person I know. Is he stabbing another dude in the room? Yeah, the guy who was going to rat him yeah. out, and then the Big the guy, guy that he gave the 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 the, 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 the gruel or whatever it was. Yeah. They didn't call it gruel. I forget what they called it's it. Slush. Mush. 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 That's what salt. it was. And he's like, it's kind of he's like, salt in it's, it it's quite warm and nourishing this time. Have it with some salt. And he gives gives it to yeah, him, and like, he takes a bite, mm-hmm. and he smiles. And he's like, see, oh, I'm like, I, we're, we're gonna get there. We're gonna. Mm-hmm. I, I have the I, I found the quote. Oh yeah. I, I I will read it when it gets there. At the end when okay. we're when we're when we're done. Defoe Defoe finds the Mendel's evidence at the jail where there where even the cops are like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we meet the Society of the Crossed Keys. <laughs> Fleeing by foot across the countryside. <laughs> oh yeah, they have that. They have that 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 conversation about who calls who to get to where from. No, 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 no. Uh, going going back a bit to the jailbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having the conversation about the, where we learn that Zero is a is a war orphan and and, and refugee. Yeah. And they're like, because because uh, Mr. Gustav is like, wait, we don't have a safe house. We don't have disguises. We don't have a mode of transportation. What? 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 And all the while, in the background, the three other, the three other are leaving. Uh, they, 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 just they, get the fuck like, out. they, they, they steal the the bus <laughs> that pulls up. And I'm like, why couldn't they have ridden with the? 
It's ridiculous. I think they were there going again. the other direction. It's ridiculous and absurd and absurd and ridiculous, and mm. it's fine. I just, the, 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 I, I found yeah, that note here. Uh, okay, cool. And we learn of the secret society of hotel employees. Yep. Uh, and here, this is this is a string of comedian, oh, that guy's. Bill, Bill, Bill Murray, yeah, all those anchored guys. by Anchored by Bill Murray and... Owen Wilson, and, and that's yeah okay. So that's so those that's when they call him in, and Bill Murray comes in and picks him up with the vehicle, right? Yeah. After uh, all these gags okay. of takeover. So what? One of those hotel guys wasn't he? A guy that he he was that guy who played a Indian in that eighties late eighties or nineties yes. movie. Yes. Uh, you know what I'm talking about now? No, but I'm yes. gonna nod with you. Yes, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> My favorite's how you name there's. They're, they literally go through five guys, and you're like, there's this guy. He you're, played a guy. You're in luck. I know who you're talking about. So you're good that he knew what you were talking about, because you're like, it's uh, one of these five guys after these gags where we call another hotel, we get a zoom in of them talking on the phone, and then a zoom out to so they're you doing do something. Tag out. Take over. And then the, my favorite is the soup one. Yeah. More, th- more salt. Uh, no, uh, not too much salt needs pepper. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. He was Fisher in Blacklist. Stevens. Yeah, Fisher Stevens. I don't know if he's in Blacklist. He was, not, but because he's I in the Super him. Mario Brothers. Uh, he is. He's Iggy in he the was, Super Mario. He was Brothers. corpulent, very corpulent. No, she was just really round. You really want uh, somebody to be in Blacklist? In this, in this no, movie. he was in Blacklist. I'm I, pretty sure. I don't. I don't see him. Uh, yeah, the, yeah blacklist. the blacklist. He's in the blacklist. Yeah, uh, he's finally early, got somebody. He's an early finally. edition. Uh, every, that was, every, I think every podcast uh, you bring up the blacklist. You're like, he's, he's in the blacklist. He's in Lost. He is. He's yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, in, he's in the blacklist at least for a handful of episodes. I'll say uh, six episodes. Jeez. Uh, he's in the end. I so. think. I think. Yeah, to have been somewhat important. So. Uh, he call so where do we go from here so they call they call Bill Murray shows up in the thing Bill Murray brings him per- perfume brings him not, not the perfume the cologne yeah the tomatoes potatoes tip the man short how much circuit. do you have I thought it was 42 he's, he's, in, he's in short circuit he plays an Indian yes in oh. yes he's the Indian he's the racially insensitive Indian that's he's right Indian, he's literally Javette I just watched those movies and I was like, that's a white guy, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and I bro. I was like, ooh, this is Apu before Apu. <laughs> I knew it. I was right. Um, uh, Adrian Bray just noticed that the boy of Apple was missing. What has it not? That? Has it not been a long uh, a couple of months? <laughs> the, it's. I don't think it's been a couple of months, but. And here, this is it gets really tough to tell how much time passes in this way. Yeah, because randomly time passes at different points because they get Boy of Apple and then it says time has passed that way. Yeah. And then he goes to jail, time passes then. Yep. Right. So and, and they're in jail I long enough he, to, to concoct. He's in jail long enough uh, to make friends, concoct the, the escape plan, and execute the escape plan. I thought he was in three plan. months in because he calls him two weeks later. Months. It was like two weeks later. Or that week later, he calls, he talks to him, and then it was like, I'm pretty sure it was three months that he escaped. Yeah, I think it might have been three months. I, I don't know, I don't... It was like, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're close, without going over. Um, 
to go Defoe cuts off the sister's head that will lead them to the brother to the brother and Agatha so which so which one are we going after well because we no 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 the bag and the the head in the basket that's what it was then yeah, it's the head in the basket which you don't know whose head it was in the basket yeah you're led to believe it might have been Agatha and that's why you think she zero oh, was crying yeah, because they talk about yeah. the girl yeah and then they until you until they pull the head out because you're supposed to forget about the sister yeah and then they pull out the sister's head then you're like oh thank god was the sister was she missing the leg she had a club she had a club foot oh, okay she had a, she had a leg brace. On. Yeah, they reference they reference the club foot. Okay. And and it won't, like when at one point she like they do the low shot when she opens the door. At one point she opens the door for someone. Defoe. I forget who. Defoe. And they do the oh yeah because it's, it's when we first meet her he leaves her alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do the low shot where you see the leg brace. Okay. And then that's wow because he goes, they killed my sister. They beheaded my si- they behead my sister. The one with the club foot. <laughs> <laughs> And there again, he's concerned. Like, are you? I mean, for better or worse, she's identified as the girl with the club foot. Mm -hmm. But still, he cares. You know, he doesn't. He calls her. He calls it a club foot. He doesn't say the crippled one. That's true. Or club foot girl. Some other. Some other pejorative that he could use. Is this? Now in this story, is this already after he's talked with the monks, or is this before he? Forget this, this is, is this before. is before the monks. Okay. Before, this leads because, to the monks, right? Because the uh, Joffling Willem Dafoe gets the information from the sister that the they're meeting them that, there. that they that they already they had just gotten themselves gotcha. from whatever from whatever means they got theirs. There. They got the info from the cross keys that they were like, "Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's there. That's he's going right. to meet you." And then they meet. Then we meet the random monks. Are you Mr. Gustavo <laughs> the, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Hurry up! Get on with it. <laughs> it was just so natural. Put these, put these, I'm innocent. <laughs> put these on. Put these on and go here. Are you sir? Yes. All right. Cross here. Go over here. For God's sake, yes. <laughs> oh, go in here and confess your sins. <laughs> sing. <laughs> it's such a Put great... these on and sing. <laughs> it's such a good like, gag. It's the same. It's almost the same gag as the cross keys take over for me gag. Yeah. It is the same thing, and I laugh both times. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Defoe kills um, kills the guy. <laughs> kills I forget his name. Oh, yeah. Search X. Search Search X. X. Yeah. Um, now we get the ski chase scene. <laughs> uh, I, I I remembered that like I I, I, I <laughs> just the ending the ending of the whole scene. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it though. There were there were like. Little snatches of this movie that I remember, <laughs> and this was one of like I remembered the very Wes Anderson <laughs> chase scene. chase sequence and how like like you see the you see the skier and he takes the left fork and then the the sled takes the left fork and then he takes the right fork and it, like it, that, the way that that whole it's like 
yeah, it's like it's, the monks uh, present the sports, the whatever the whatever the whatever yeah. the monks is like their sporting event. They're they're running the winter downhill gamut, aren't they? Because they start they start out with uh, it's just it's just like regular downhill skiing, and then they get into the 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 the, the, the yeah the, the flags. Uh, yeah. Well, no, they do they do bobsled, and then they do a jump. Or maybe they do a jump and then they do bobsled. I forget exactly how that pans out. Uh, and then they do, yeah, and then they do the slalom. No, the jump is the last thing they do because yeah, cause that's, that's they, cause they crash land. Yeah. And, and then Willem he... Dafoe comes out on top of that. And Love Boy's laser <laughs> just sticking up. Yeah, and Zero is it's, it's unclear whether or not Zero survived. Uh, and Mr. Gustav is hanging <laughs> off the cliff. And then he's, he's just stomping on the cliff. To break it and it's uh, it's and great then it zero, zero the hero, zero. man. He pushes <laughs> holy fucking right shit. Off. <laughs> That's my favorite scene. He's like, holy fucking shit. And they're like, when he just curses up a storm, he's so he's just like so calm. He's just like, I hate you with all my holy fucking shit. <laughs> it's great. And then the I think it's the Wilhelm scream is there. No, it's not. Oh, is it not he the Wilhelm scream? Oh, how sad. I thought that you said what, oh. is the, what, what is it with that scream? Is it just like an inside joke whenever they play it? The Wilhelm scream? Yeah, the... Ah, isn't that... Is no, it's... the the Wilhelm scream is a very specific scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't they... Like, can't you always find it in movies? Like, they'll have that... It's it's, it's, it's very frequently yeah. used, yes. Why why is that, is what I'm saying? Like, is that just like an inside joke? Or is it just a joke? Um, well, he's talking yeah, about yeah, the next let scene. Me, let me, let me, let me Google, He'll do some research. Let me Google um, Wilhelm scream. So now we get to the now we get to the hotel chase scene, which is near the end of the film. We have discovered that Mr. Gustav has been replaced by Owen Wilson. Yes, who's doing about equally as good a job. So, um, then we get the my compliments of Mendel's jokes that happen in this. That's a, that's a good time. Um, and then <laughs> Zero meets the other lobby boy. No, 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 no. This is what you're doing wrong. This is, this is what you're doing wrong. You should not give out information. The lobby you're boy is a, a stone, stone wall. wall. <laughs> the lobby boy is a stone wall. You don't give out anybody's information. That's a, see, take that. <laughs> yeah, Zero took his which job the first, Which is the first time that he had more than just a like couple. Spoke up to yeah. spoke up to somebody because he felt that he was more yeah. in power. Yeah. Uh, the Wilhelm scream is a stock sound effect that has been used in at least 400 films. TV series as of April 2020, uh, beginning in 1951 uh, with the film Distant Drums. Uh, the film is often, or the the scream is often used when someone is shot, falls from a great height, or is thrown from an explosion. Which would have been appropriate for them. The sound is named after Private Wilhelm, a character in the Charge at Feather River 1953 western. Which the character gets shot in the thigh with an arrow and is, be- and is believed to be voiced by actor and singer uh, Sheb Woolley. Uh, this was first. This was its first use from the Warner Brothers Stock Sound Library. Although the Charge of Feather River is believed to have been the third use of the sound effect. But yes. So it's just a stock sound effect. That's been being used for, for years. For years. For uh, this information came from for, Wikipedia. For forty-nine. By the way, yes, so. that was written. Written. 
read directly from the Wikipedia article. So if you don't agree with it or you, you find errors with it, complain to Wikipedia, not to me. Um, the music cues in this end sequence, this end chase scene is great because we get the different to tones for when Agatha is ahead mm -hmm. and then we cut to Adrian Brody, which is a different tone. And then when she starts to run, it's different. And then when <laughs> Adrian Brody realizes that she's running instead of just naturally walking, that turns to a different tone. It's it's great music cues. Like, it's like, dun, dun. like it's like, yeah, it's, it's like he's dark and ominous for whenever Adrian Brody's there. Oh, it's so good. Um, then they have a gunfight upstairs for no... <laughs> yeah, People was... just start shooting at each other just it because was... you're on the other side of, I'm going to shoot at you. Yeah, it was, it was highly, <laughs> highly <laughs> unlikely that the soldiers would have been shooting at each other. Because, like, wait, we're all in this hotel, we're all on the same side, we're not going to shoot at each other. You could, they could, they could have thought maybe they were spies. All of them? All of the... I thought that they all worked with the same thing. All of the soldiers over there are spies and traitors. Well... All of us over here, we're the good guys. But listen, all of them over there, listen, they're the bad guys. You know what guys. else it could be? They could be two... They could, Yeah, they're in the same army, but they could be in two different units. You know what I mean? Not everybody knows everybody. But, right, sure, but, but you're not going to shoot each other. You're all on the there. same team. Yo, if we're on the same team, but you know, this team is shooting at me. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yo, why are they shooting at me? They must be spies. I'm gonna be yelling out, "Hey!" You obviously why shouldn't, you shouldn't play at me? Halo. And with then me. I'd be like, "Pop, pop, 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 pop." You really shouldn't play Halo with me, then. I why you would shoot your own teammates. Uh, I strap grenades to my own teammates and tell them to run towards the bad guys because I don't want to deal with them. Because <laughs> I'm like, "You'll just respawn. Good luck." <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. Technically, I make them do it to me because I don't want to live. So. <laughs> Uh, I kill the big guys though. Stick me! <laughs> I, get, I got real bored. So my dad, my dad, it's this happened to my dad so many times because he's literally sniping the big monster dudes yeah. from, in Halo. You dad plays Halo? He did when back in back when Halo one and two, and then we would play it together, and I would get bored of doing that because I was like, why are we hiding behind a rock? Let's go just shoot him in the face. Oh, you're. You're the one taking your, initiative. Your your dad and your your play styles are. I don't like not, shooter games because I don't have patience. Are not so. well. No, you like you're shooting that. games. You just don't want to snipe. You want to. You want to. You're a running gunner. You and I could. You and I could play together. I'm a running gunner as well. Uh. So then, uh, I would be like. I'd strap a grenade to my own foot and then run towards him. My dad would be like, no, we have a strategy. I'm like, I'm going to get one. That blow up beforehand. Uh, <laughs> killing the hunters. Yeah, then I'd be like, oh, well, if he's like, it matters. I'm like, no, it doesn't. I'll just respawn in 10 seconds. Yeah. I'm like, it's Halo, Dad. They don't lose points. There's no points. So what does, why does it matter? Yeah, as long as you don't die, we're good. Yeah. Mm. Um, but... And they all keep pointing out, that is Mr. Gustav who has killed this person. <laughs> he killed Deputy Koufax in this. <laughs> Everybody just stop shooting. <laughs> I love how, yeah, I love how. Uh, Nobody move. Everybody's under arrest. <laughs> and then they continue to shoot, right? No, they stop yeah, shooting. Stop and that's when that's when they hear Agatha out the window. Oh, uh, and that's when Zero. No, because I thought Zero then runs through a array of bullets to get to Agatha. Because he does. Yeah, they're shooting. Oh, yeah, Adrian so, Brody starts, yeah, starts shooting, shooting again. again. Yeah. No, 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 no. He says everybody's under arrest. 
You hear the girl scream. Adrian Brody starts to shoot again, and then because yeah, because Zero starts to run so after that. It, it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um. Then they find the letter in the back of the painting. Finally, uh, it says Gustav gets all the money. Yep. Because he's got sweet peen. And then we find out that because his families are traitorous, murderous. Who killed her? Uh, um, <laughs> My favorite is the top of the envelope. Case of, in case of murder, parasites. in case of murder, this is the this is the uh, will. <laughs> I want I want a will that says in case of murder. I'll be like, I knew it was my wife. She still gets everything. <laughs> I knew she it she did it with a purpose. <laughs> um, we find out that Agatha and Gustav had died at some point. Um, and then yeah. we cut to a black and white. Then we go to. Now we're on. Now we're near the end of the movie, which we talked about at the beginning of the movie of this entire thing. <laughs> yeah, where they're they're going back on the train again mm -hmm. and my favorite is there's no color they cut it to black and white right yeah it's black and white and agatha is there mm -hmm. and mr gustav is there and zero is there and then they and pretty much they, repeat they the same and it's, situation yeah, it's papers please and here's the card that should let me my get out, get out of jail free card well it's the it's the i am a i am a a person of authority, please accept my vouching for this yeah. this person. But he just rips up the piece of paper. It's like, and then he says the best line in the entire movie. I think. Okay. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, what you, like, what do you? Which? And, and that scene where he talks about, like, right before Mr. Gustav gets killed, he was like, he was so and so in a world of so and so. Um. I would find it, but I have the line, I have the line that Zero said that describes him from There's later on. There's still in the movie. faint glimmers of civilization left in this barbaric slaughterhouse that was once known as humanity. He was one of them. Yep. What more is there to say? Yeah, I have this world. This world had vanished long before Mr. Gustav had entered in it. That's what I had there. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was um, what he says the last thing, and then he. We find out why he keeps the hotel, because Judah asks. He's like, "Why do you keep the failing hotel?" He says, "I keep it for Agatha." And we because we, we find out that Agatha died. and her child died of some curable disease. disease. Suppression great, yeah. Which was more deadly than COVID, as it turns out. <laughs> millions and millions died. Yeah, over something so simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now we cure it in a week. Mm -hmm. Makes it so sad. You think he knew about COVID before? COVID? <laughs> Did Wes Anderson predict COVID? <laughs> my we should start calling. Oh. We should start calling COVID the Prussian gripe. Everyone, we Everyone should. Prussian gripe. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, <laughs> and then we jump back to the beginning. We're back. We literally jump through every narrator again, and then we're back to the lady sitting reading the book on a bench, bench. in front of the statue of the writer. <laughs> oh, is that where? Okay, that's yeah, the writer. Yeah. And then the movie ends. And that is how it goes. Do you have any other notes? No, um, not really. All right. Do we want oh, to wait, I do. He does have a uh, He takes up for zero and gets shot for it. Yeah. 
They, they come in and they ask for his papers. Oh. We never really... But that we didn't talk about. Right. Yeah. We never really like fleshed this out. Because um, Zero, because as we've established, he's a, he's a war orphan and a refugee. Mm-hmm. His papers are... Maybe not in as order well, he's a as gypsy, they should essentially. be. Like if he has no country, he's a, he's a refugee. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so they're like, "Come with us." And Mr. Gustav's like, "No, he's he works for me. I'll vouch for him. He's good." I'm like, "No, come with me." And he never lets them take take him, him away. Yeah. Even if all they're gonna do is take him over to the to the you know the 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 paperwork guy, yeah. and say, "Hey, update this guy's paperwork. Give him the new visa. Down the road we go. We just need to update your paperwork. Yeah, but that's I, all we need to do." But I don't think that's how it was, though. I got the vibes. I think it's those, possible. Those vibes that those soldiers gave looked like they were there to, like, you know, like like it looked like they were gonna get those refugees. Like I felt like Zero's Zero's people were like kind of persecuted. You know what I mean? Like in those, like. Well, and you you might be right. It might be that these, that the people that that are that have taken over, are, are the, the op- same people that that killed his family and burned his village. You are absolutely correct. That is possible. The only thing that leads me to maybe go against that is because he makes it out. Right, he survives. So 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 so, on the set on the return trip. When after at the at the resolution of everything mm-hmm. on the return trip. This happens again, exact same thing, beat for beat. The zeros zeros paperwork is called into question. Mister Gustav intervenes, jumps in, tries to tries to, and the the implication is that he is executed. Yeah, yeah, for doing that. So, Mister Gustav takes up for zero and is shot for it. But zero survives. Mm-hmm. Zero isn't shot. Implication. If Mr. Gustav had let the, the, the this the, if it had let uh, uh, destiny take its course, had let events play out, no one would have been shot. It would have been fine. Yeah, but I think he also felt like he had to take care of his homie who took care of him. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like Zero had done so much for Mr. Gustav that Mr. Gustav wouldn't just be like, you know, he would like he already had the first incident go bad because those cops treated him, you know, treated him like dog shit. Because then they hit Zero in the yeah they, they both they yeah. hit each they hit both of them yeah and so yeah because like, in one, the first scene right in the first it's more yeah. it's it's so uh, what, I, I think, just, I like, think was, you could you could theoretically argue or I should say I think you could maybe make the the, the supposition that. Mr. Gustav was right to intervene the first time, but was wrong to intervene the second time. The first, when, when, the, when the police came around the first time, that was regime one. Mm-hmm. So, they, uh, they would have taken Zero out and shot him. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the return trip, the regime had changed again, because we're now three well, months a, on. It's not a return trip. It wasn't the return trip either because it was long after that because they were married and everything. Right. Yeah. Three months on, we're doing this again because it's pre-jail and post-jail. 
Yes. It's so a, the regime changed. The regime has changed again, and the the new regime is okay with zero. They were going to give him new paperwork. Do we know that though? No, no we, no, don't, we, we don't, don't know any of that. But it's speculation because he but, makes it out alive. But the fact of the matter is, they never execute zero. If the main if the if main they, point is his paperwork was the problem, you know, like oh. like Mr. Gustav, you Should, you you, you bit the bullet. You, you attacked back. you attacked officials, soldiers. You attacked yeah. officials. Whatever that we can't let that can't stand. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's an act of treason. Bang. But zero, you threw your hands up. You were you were you were said no. You told him not to do it. Yeah. So and everybody and you know and, and your yeah. wife vouches for you. And the, the other soldiers vouch for you. You were not violent. Here's updated paperwork. This is all we were going to do for you. You're free to go about your business. <laughs> Let's because because if, because if the thing was with the paperwork, it would have been he would have still been shot if they were going to shoot him. Mr. Gustav getting shot would just been okay. Bang bang. Right. If he were like, like I said, if 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 zero because unless Gustav pulled out, an issue. pulled out a Tommy gun and killed all the no. other cops, that's well, the only maybe, thing. Maybe maybe maybe. Bernadette or whatever her name was. Agatha. Agatha. Bernadette. <laughs> Bernadette. We Maybe went to the and you're like Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Agatha might have done some some favors. Jesus. <laughs> Yo. You just turned this real dark. There, you pushed. I don't, I'm the one. I'm, you're the guy trying to say that these soldiers weren't that bad. I don't know if they were that bad. But I'm just saying they didn't kill him. Well, then I think Agatha had to do some things to get. Also, I would like to be that maybe. The writer took that because we're also getting the point of view of the writer. So the writer might have changed the ending of the story. Mm. To not really tell a story. To, to tell a different part of that story of how he died. Because our narrator is unreliable, the information is unreliable. Is unreliable. Mm. So you're saying that it may have been sugar-coated. He may not have had the heroic yes. end. That he might have just died alone portrayed. with his money and old women. Well, that's what he said. He, you know what I mean? Because he said that he had all, his world had died years long ago before. You know what I mean? Like, but I also it, possible. It, it, there's all a bunch. There's possible. a bunch. There's there's no way for us to know the right ending. So the way the way we have to go with it is that Gustav was shot while protecting Zero. Got it. So. Do you want a robot punch this movie? Sure. Yeah. Robot punch, punch, sure, punch. Yeah. yeah, that's the robot word. Robot yeah. punch. Hadouken. Falcon punch. Yeah. Oh, random, punch. random moment before then. Did you hear about the new Smash Brothers announcement? I heard. Microsoft, Microsoft, and Nintendo are officially teamed up, and Minecraft is the the Steve from Minecraft is it? Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is a smart move to give the most popular game in the world Minecraft. Is Minecraft? Put that. It is officially the most popular game in the world. Why? It has sold a ton. I can't. I can't even it's, say the number. It's a, it's a it, lot it's, of copies. It, uh, you build a world, I assume. It is. Never played Minecraft. It is. It's one of those things like, who's the biggest movie theater chain? Yeah. It's what move? What game has sold the most copies? Minecraft. Which game holds the highest pop culture impact? Fortnite, Overwatch. Uh, what movie? What what game franchise has made the most money? Grand Theft Auto. Really? 
That is a that is that's a, a that's a verifiable that's a verifiable fact. That's really? Okay. Yeah. That's, yes. They said they said other than putting GTA in the game, they said the next best thing would have been to put Minecraft. Yeah, in the game. Grand Theft Auto is the one of the most lucrative, uh, most profitable entertainment franchises of all time. Full stop. Grand Theft Auto Five of everything. Yes, oh. GTA Five. Because of the because of the online universe. Part of it, yeah. And because it was cross-gen. And it's going to go cross-gen again. We'll see. We'll see if, if, if 6 is. Alright, but let's give it the robot punches, fellas. Minecraft has sold over 200 million units. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, I give it a 5. This is my favorite Wes Anderson movie. And it's beautiful. It's well acted. The story's great. And I just made the story better by thinking that it has an unreliable narrator. Four of them. And it, it, I, I notice new things about it every time I watch it. So if a movie does that to me after God knows how many times I've watched this, then it's always gets a five. So five. Nice. While I don't necessarily agree with Elijah's interpretation of four narrators, uh, it's fine. I don't care. I know. Uh, we're not going to fight over it. Hadouken! Um, uh, I think this is a. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna read my. I. I find that if I write notes, write my robot punch thoughts down right away, it helps. Uh, this is a brisk, whimsical, complicated, beautiful movie. Uh, it moves faster than it should, uh, and holds more detail in shots and in some shots and sequences than some movies could ever hope for. The tone is more, or the tone of this movie is uniquely Wes Anderson. Uh, as we've established, we've not watched all of his stuff, but every one of his movies has a there. There is no denying once you once you have seen a few Wes Anderson movies, they 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 all have a there's a there's a distinct surrealness to all of them. There's a there's a they all have a they're all sort of uniquely surreal and have unique tones. And some of that is similar and some of it is slightly different. Uh, this one, I think, is a little bit more whimsical than most of his other stuff, um, at least from the ones that I've seen. Um, I think uh, at times this movie uh, has too many moving parts and moves too fast. But I also think that's kind of the point. Uh, so my voodoo rating on this was four robot punches. But as I was having watched this again and as I was thinking about it and looking over this, uh, I, I think I'm upgrading it to 4.5 robot punches. Yeah. Wow. Bold, bold indictment. Um, before you go, it has... It had won four to four, four Academy Awards that year in 2015 when this came out. Uh-huh. For costume design, makeup and hairstyle, music written for motion picture and score, and the best achievement in production design, which, which all of the above art are great. Yeah. And then it was nominated for best picture, but it lost to Birdman, which is, is a good? far... 
It's not as good as this. Birdman is fine. Birdman should. Birdman won because it's Hollywood. Birdman, making fun of Hollywood. Birdman <laughs> won because Hollywood loves movies about making movies, and that's what Birdman is. It's okay. a movie about making movies. It was so, At least it was that's, so... that, that is potentially reductive because none of us are in the Academy. None of us yeah. can know for sure. But it is heavily. That, I heard that from more than one source that Hollywood loves movies about movies, so Birdman had a leg up going, and it's a little bit like which period piece is going to win for costume design. Like, oh, the period piece, that's totally going to win for costume design, despite the fact that there might be better, different, more interesting costumes gotcha. designed someplace else. Designed for that science fiction feature. The science fiction feature ain't going to win. The period piece is going to win. It had. To, it, it also had other stiff competition for it, too, which was, it was also with American Sniper, Boyhood, the Imitation Game, which is a spectacular movie too. Oh, the Imitation Game is quite excellent. Uh, Selma, The Theory of Everything, which is also very good, and Whiplash, which is one of my favorite movies. That movie was terrible. <laughs> but yes, so it had a very, it had very tough competition that year, in my opinion. Gotcha. Like it was like there's a bunch of like four of those movies are in like my top fifty movies of all time. So gotcha. Uh, I give this movie uh, one robot punch. Plus four. <laughs> uh, it's such an awesome movie. I remember watching it in theaters with you. Mm. Uh, I remember my wife really liking it, and then uh, watching. I think that was it. the first time I met you. Maybe, and I think I met you before, prior to that, because I I think she took me to a movie in Carlisle once, and I got to. I might have met you. I might have met you really quick. That yeah, yeah, like it was a brief. Yeah, I think you and Todd. Yeah, that sounds vaguely true yes. but uh but no watching this movie again i forgot how how funny it was like i i actually uh uh yeah like i rented the movie so i, I felt like i wanted to contribute somewhat because i really liked it tell him not get you the dvd no throw it at him i told him to get it to you so i i just and he's not even here no chump and so no i read but I, I watched the movie again and watching it with my wife like she lost it like she was so emotionally attached to this movie especially like towards uh uh, Mr. Gustav's, you know, death scene, and then like just, I fell in love with it just by seeing all the colors again. Like we just bought a, uh, well, not bought, but we recently had upgraded to like a 4K TV. Ooh. So seeing it on 4K, there you go. It, I was like the colors popped. I was just like, wow. Like you know how you always talk about Speed Racer? That's what I thought about with this movie. I was like, this is a movie where like if you wanted to show somebody actual like color style and sense and like a great original story and someone getting into film mm -hmm. and appreciating just what acting is i think this is a great starting movie where like it doesn't matter what what you're into like this is just something that like you give it a shot and you're like wow like this is art and so this movie will get this movie just reminds me so like makes me want to watch moonrise kingdom so much it's just got such a great feel of like the mm -hmm. filters and the color Five out of five. It's, yeah, I like I like I like your idea of a starter. If you need a starter, cinematically good movie, this has everything in it that's cinematically good in a movie. Good storytelling, good pictures, good directing, yeah, good story, and it's not long. That's it, a good thing. I like it's perfect because it's got you know what it also it's got like a great set of that guys. <laughs> it's full of that guy. Because seriously, like that's how like when I look at Zero, I'm like, oh my god, it's that guy. 
from Dope, and it's that guy from Spider-Man. It's that guy from Blacklist. Yeah, exactly. It's that guy from Blacklist. Oh, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, all these people are. It's Blacklist. that girl from. It's that girl from Mission Impossible. You know, it's it's that it's that movie. It's that yeah. I, I just I, I think it's awesome because it it's got so many actors that you you know you've seen one of them at least once. Yeah, that guy that played. An Indian in that weird 80s comedy movie about a robot. <laughs> about a robot. Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but we're running long, so I'm just going to yeah, read all are. the stuff. <laughs> so Read it off, boy. Check out our website at www.thepostermanpodcast.com. We are a merchandise store. is located on the front page along with our YouTube channel. Just click on the buttons. It'll lead you right there. Send us emails to thepostermanpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at thepostermanpodcast. Check us out on Instagram at thepostermanpodcast. Find us on Facebook at thepostermanpodcast. All separate words there. All the rest of them are connected. And then check us out on Letterboxd at thepostermanpod. And soon, Patreon. Yep, soon, Patreon. And possibly OnlyFans. <laughs> Lewis's yeah. only fan account. Our many vids. His, <laughs> his many dudes will be out there. Uh, our, our, uh, we'll, we'll also do premium Snapchats. Tasteful, uh, tasteful dudes will be we'll out do, there. We'll do some TikToks too. We'll, you, can, you can read us on Reddit. <laughs> you know, oh, God. We're also on the YooHoo. Okay? We're also on the YooHoo. And remember to give us reviews on, on the Googles, okay? On the Googles. Please. More on iTunes. That's what we need. Yes. More reviews on iTunes. Um, all right. So we'll see you all next time. Good night, everybody. Again. What? Sorry. <laughs> Hit yeah. the button. Yeah, bye, everybody.